following is a presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Cougars basketball is on the air. Zero wedding sends out to Hall. Touch pass Nell, open three. He yes. got it right side. The answer from Trevin Nell. This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Getting you ready for BYU versus Kansas State. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. And good evening, BYU basketball fans, and welcome into a late night edition of BYU basketball with Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We've passed the halfway point of the inaugural Big 12 conference schedule for the BYU Cougars, and they begin the second half of that conference schedule tonight against the Kansas State Wildcats and the Wildcats they come into tonight's game one and five in their last five games or excuse me one and four in their last five games losing four straight to Iowa State Houston Oklahoma all ranked then falling tripping up against Oklahoma State but then Drome Tang's team broke the streak with a huge win on Monday night as they upset in-state rival fourth ranked Kansas in the Sunflower State Showdown the Wildcats get the 75-70 OT win, moving Tang to an unbelievable 11-0 record in OT games in the last two years. Guard Tyler Perry scored 26 points to lead the Wildcats, while fellow guards Cam Carter nets a double-double with 19 points and 11 rebounds. The Wildcats are one game ahead of the Cougars in the Big 12 standings at 5-5, five and five, BYU at 4-5. and five. And coming in tonight's game, splitting their West Virginia-Oklahoma road trip, the Cougars fell 82-66 in Norman, Oklahoma, after getting 21 points from Fusini Traore and 17 points from Dallin Hall. Taking a quick look at the tell of the tapes as far as rankings and such for BYU and Kansas State, Mentioned their conference records, BYU 4-5 and five in conference, Kansas State 1 better at 5-5. Five and five. Overall records on the season, BYU at 16-6, and six, Kansas State 15-8. and eight. Home versus road, BYU an impressive 11-2 at the Marriott Center, while Kansas State not great on the road, only 2-4 and four thus far. BYU coming into tonight's game, ranked 21st in the poll and 11th in Ken Palm, Kansas State not ranked in the AP poll, 72nd in Ken Palm and 76th in net, the Cougars. 8th in net and right now currently projected as a 6th seed in Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Currently, Lenardi has uh, the Big 12 with 9 teams getting in to the brackets, uh, according to the latest update from Joe Lenardi. For today's pregame conversation, it's not a secret. I talked about it last time I was on the air with you, talking about I've become a huge Richie Saunders fan, and I'm not the only one. It feels like Cougar Nation likes watching Richie hustle. His energy, his effort... When he's out there on the floor, is unmatched. I began today's pregame conversation asking Richie if that hustle and energy has been a focus for him this season. I feel like that's something I've – I don't know. I just I just feel like um, – like that's just like what I do. I don't know. Like I don't know if it's necessarily like a focus. Um, but like my parents taught me how to work hard, and I feel like – just for every chance I get, every opportunity I get, I feel like I want to just attack it. You know, I'm super grateful for the season that it's been for for us as a team. But um, in me specific, like, I don't know if it's necessarily a focus, but <laughs> yeah. So l- let me ask you this: is there is there a difference between 
Richie on the bench or in the locker room or off the floor? And then when you get on the floor, is there a switch that flips? Because you're, frankly, you're a wild man out there sometimes. And even to the point where, <laughs> like, it, 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 in big moments of certain games, um, I'm trying to think of one incident in particular, but I'm not. I'm just going to say this. There's been big moments in games where you got the ball in the hand and you don't even hesitate. Ball goes up. And it's not like you're afraid of the moment. So I think it just ties into this, like, superhero that comes off the bench sheds the suit and all of a sudden he's superman out on the floor uh, i think you're being too nice but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but in all seriousness is like is it a different mentality once you cross the line on the floor yeah um i feel like um this as a team like i'll just i'll just answer that as like how we attack it as a team like 10 minutes before like we flip it um like it's game time like um, we try to be light and loose and have fun and enjoy the process leading up to that. But with 10 minutes, it's like we flip it. Um, and, you know, I feel like I've really appreciated that um, as coaches and some of our staff have really preached that. Um, and, I mean, like it's in between those lines, like it's war. Like it really is. And this year especially, like it's every single second matters. Um Every segment matters. Well, you talk about that. You guys are nine games into the Big 12 schedule with nine remaining, so literally the halfway point of the conference season. What have you and what has the team learned about playing Big 12 basketball in this first half of the conference season? There's a few things, right? Like, clearly everybody is good. Everybody is – there are no off nights. There's, there's not one off night in this league. Um, is if you look at the scores all around, like the league, like literally, it doesn't matter if you're the top, you're the bottom. Like everybody is just extremely good, um, which I'm grateful for, right? Like how awesome is that? That you know we had a really tough game last game, but guess what? Like we got to somehow get ourselves up for the next game. We got right, like Kansas State, and um, just another extremely talented team. And then you look on next week and week after that like every single game is huge like and so um i mean i feel like i've personally learned that like let's just let's go do this thing right like it doesn't matter what happened in the past and of course that's a lesson that um trying to learn and get over and like figure out but it doesn't matter what happened last week like no we have another one (laughs) we have another extremely big game what well, at the halfway point, as you kind of assess back and look ahead, what are some things you as an individual player need to improve on in the second half of the season? Um, me, I got to I gotta improve my closeout defense. Um, there's there's stuff all around the board, but that's, that's the biggest thing that I'll know is just um, really being dialed in on who I'm closing out to. So if they're a shooter, closing out and not getting lifted um, and protecting the middle like we do. Um, and, yeah, like that's that's honestly my number one right now is that. What about as a team? What does the team need to improve on as a unit in mm-hmm. the second half of the conference season? Yeah, um, we – 40 minutes of play, right? And it all comes down to – just every single minute is important, um, but we got to really, um, like, and we will, um, just that second half is key, right? Um, 
not letting what happens in the first half slow us or speed us up um, in the second. Just being tough how we are and doing what we do, um, playing how we play for 40 minutes. Uh, what has the last two weeks been like for you and this team? I mean, there's been some illness going around. There's some injuries yeah. that guys are dealing with. It's been kind of a maybe Maybe we're playing, maybe so-and-so's playing tonight, maybe not. And that's kind of a, a difficult way of going about it, but that's what the hand you guys have been dealt. Yeah, right. Like it is. It is. It's been hard. It's been a really interesting few weeks. Um, but, you know, we just roll with the punches, right? Like it doesn't matter if we're sick or hurt or whatever. Like we have another game. Um, and so figuring out how to do it as a team, and I feel like that's a, like a really key thing to bring up is like, like, we never are just a one-player team. We are a five-man team on the court. And, um, like, that that doesn't change, in fact, or it doesn't go away. But, in fact, like, it, it, it becomes more essential. Like, it becomes more essential that we come together as a team and we do it all as a team. Uh, well, it, it gave you an opportunity at West Virginia. You kind of had a, your Michael Jordan flu game. I mean, is it, it, it kind of nice to be able to have one of those games where you're not feeling well, but you come out and you just play otherworldly? No, I mean, um, super grateful. Like this whole year has been a thing of like, how can it be a, this? How can I use it uh, be a me and God and us thing? Um, and I feel like in those moments, like I've really had to, rely on that um and the texas game was a very very hard game for me like i was a few days into the flu um and west virginia just recovering and so like it's been like a little bit um of that right like just like how can i rely on god i want to talk to you about k-state in just a second but you said something that was just really interesting i want to dive into that just just for a second the we, me, God, us mantra. Is that is that your thing, or is that a team thing that you guys are doing? Um, you know, that's 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 kind of a personal thing. Um, so I've just worked throughout the season, like just really. Um, there's so many ups and downs, right? And it's I just have been humbled like every other day, right? Um, of just how I literally I can't do this on my own. There's there's physically no way. Um, to be able to attack this every single day um, and in practice and in games and in traveling. Like that's just been a little bit of a, a little key thing that I'm trying to learn right now. Sounds like you got a book in the works there. Cause I, <laughs> motivational, inspirational guy. Cause that's, that's, that's actually a really cool mantra you got going. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Let's talk K-State real quick. You got three yeah. guys on the floor for K-State that really kind of push this team and make it go, and Cam Carter, Arthur yeah. Kamala, and Tyler Perry. The, between the three of them, about 46 points per game just from those three guys. As you prep for K-State, them coming off of the big win against Kansas in the rivalry game, what are you expecting from them, and then how do you work to kind of corral those guys to where they don't get off? Yeah, um, clearly incredible team, right, um, all down the line. Um, and I feel like our strength going back to the same thing is it's, we got five of us, we got five and then the next five, right? Like we were a team. Um, and so like in order to be able to come out victorious, like we got to rely on that even more, um, nothing changes, but, um, I will say that like, 
we got to really shrink this floor. Um, they can shoot, but they're incredible drivers. And so um, we had to shrink this floor. So when they're driving in, they see two people. Um, and, you know, like that's, that's that really is a big key for us. Our thanks to Richie for joining us there for the pregame conversation. Love to watch that kid play and love his humility there, as you heard it in that, in that interview as well. Coming up next, we'll head to the Marriott Center for a courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Ben Bagley with more Mountain America Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. And welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for our courtside conversation with the man who can tell the difference between a Wildcat and a Cougar, blindfolded. It's Mark Durant. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great, Ben. I, uh... I've had a nice day. I actually played golf today down in St. George and made my way up for the game. And so I'm always happy when I get to play golf and watch basketball on the same day. Well, that's impressive. I mean, I mean that Durant family private helicopter. I mean, that's going to be nice to make that transit from uh, St. George to Provo. <laughs> that helicopter is flying really low, man, like like right on the ground. <laughs> Hey, let's I, I know I, you're, you're a golfer. You're a golfer, so I knew you'd appreciate that if I told you that. I, I, it just made me jealous. That's all. I appreciate it, but it made <laughs> me jealous. That's okay. I drove past a golf course today. That's about the extent of my golf today. Hey, let's talk a little bit about halfway point of this uh, Big 12 season for BYU. As, as we are literally at the halfway point, tonight starts that second half and the other, the final half of the conference season for BYU. I want to kind of look back a little bit with you, Mark. What has been the biggest surprise from watching this conference in the first half of the season for you? Uh, I would say, Ben, that I'm surprised that it has not been more difficult, (laughs) which is kind of a weird thing to say because it's the best conference in the country. And I, I just fully expected this first year to just be... I mean, getting run out of buildings and getting beat by 20 and 30. I mean, I just kind of built it up in my mind that way. And and BYU has been in every game. And they've been ahead in the second half of most every game. We're tied. and uh, Yeah, I mean, the Oklahoma game got away from a little bit. There's a couple of games late. And obviously the second halves at times for BYU have not been terrific. But, but BYU's been in these games. They've been able to compete. They look like they belong. They they're shooting the ball well. They play good defense. They rebound the ball well. I just kind of thought that, that they would get overwhelmed at least a few times here and there. And there's obviously plenty of basketball left to play. But uh, I'm just really pleased with how, how BYU is able to compete at, at the highest level here. And it not only bodes well for this team, but for the future, that, that, that this is a place where BYU can not only just be a member, but they can thrive and contend. And uh, that's exciting. What lessons do you think this BYU team has learned in that first half of the season? Well, I, I'd hoped that they'd learned, you, you know, as I watched the games, I thought that they were learning as they were going and getting better, and they were, and they are. Um, I, I, the reason I'm hesitant about saying that is I, I thought the Oklahoma game was a, a couple steps backwards. I just didn't feel right. It was weird. They looked a little get, get, a bit gassed, which is understandable. 
Um, they, they, it was just not anything like I had seen before from this team. And, and, and so even – but even in that instance, they're ahead in the second half. You know, they had five-point lead in the second half at one point. So even when they, things weren't looking great for them, they, they were competing and doing some good things. But I, I just uh, – I, I feel like they had made some progress. You know, second half stuff has, has reared its ugly head several times. And I'd, after that West Virginia game, I'd, I'd hope to myself, well, maybe they're learning, you know, how to finish games and how to – get that sustained effort throughout and not let teams kind of push them around in the second half which i think they've done earlier in the conference and and so i'm a little bit like where are they now uh, I, I was feeling pretty confident in that oklahoma game kind of set me back a little bit but i think overall they are learning how to make big shots down the stretch what they need to do down the stretch and i i just hope now that they get a little bit more healthy ali khalifa will be back tonight he's going to start you know, Trevin Nell is going to start in this one. And so they're kind of going back to that late November, early December lineup that was so effective. And so they're going to do that. And they'll have Foose ready. And everybody, uh, from far as I know, is healthy-ish and uh, will be able to play. So I'm hoping that will help them kind of do what they need to do in the second halves to not have let down and, and to be aggressive and and get the rebounds you need to late in the game and make big shots so we'll see how it goes but i, I i'm optimistic tonight with uh, a full complement of players at home that we'll see a different byu team tonight you you mentioned the second half of games kind of being a bugaboo for this team richie saunders in our pregame conversation talked about hey the biggest thing this team needs to do going forward for the stretch run is to play the full 40 is that it? Is that is it as simple as that? Like, if we're looking at what's the key to success for BYU in the final nine games of the Big 12 conference schedule, is it just competing for all 40 minutes, both first half, same energy first half, same energy second half? Well, it, it's clearly a problem. I mean, it's not just a perception thing. I mean, it's a problem because in their five losses, they've been outscored 72 points in the second half. And and it's even more uh, identifiable when you see how they play in the first half. They do a great job coming out, ready to play, aggressive, playing the right way in the first half. And so what is the problem in the second half? Well, there's, uh, you know, it's not just one thing, unfortunately. You, you're, it, it's going to be hard to shoot. I mean, especially on the road in a pressure situation, your shooting percentage numbers are going to go down. That's probably going to happen regardless. But what I'd like to see... It's just that sustained effort, even not even the sustained effort, but an increased effort. You, you've got to incre- increase what you're doing. You think you're playing a- as hard as you can, but you're not. You've got to find another gear and go to that gear. And that's evident in, in the rebounding numbers. They get out-rebounding in the second half, which I don't think this team should. They're a great rebounding team. And they, they turn the ball over a lot more in the second half. And and, and that's, that's something that I think that they can manage. And so there, there's certainly identifiable things that they can do uh, to be better in the second half, even if you're not shooting particularly well. Um, I'm hoping here at home they will shoot well, they will rebound well, and they'll find that extra gear. They, they've done it uh, before in this building. Uh, but Kansas State, you know, they, they haven't been great, but they've been great at times. I mean, they beat Kansas, they beat Baylor, or those are two teams at BYU. Well, obviously, BYU hasn't played Kansas, but BYU lost to Baylor, so and Kansas is a top-five team. So they're, they're clearly talented and really, really good. So... It's. I'm kind of. I'm. I'm kind of excited to see what Kansas State brings to the table because I don't know exactly what team we'll get tonight, but they certainly have some really good, good players and they've had some big wins. 
Yeah, it'll be fun to watch BYU and their defense against Cam Taylor, Tyler Perry, and Arthur Kamala, who averaged 45 and a half points per game between the three of them. Hey, Mark, I thank so much for your time. We look forward to hearing you and Greg on the call coming up here in just a few minutes. All right, my brother. Good talk to you. Take care. Hey, go, go to yourbigotire.com and make an appointment for one of the 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops, including the Big 12 scoreboard. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new ski and BYU Sports Network. With more Mountain America Cougar Pregame Live, here's Ben Bagley. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Kansas State Wildcats. We'll get you to the Marriott Center in just a moment. But first, the biggest game in the Big 12 today was between 13th-ranked Baylor and 4th-ranked Kansas. And Kansas gets the victory 64-61. to Baylor outscores Kansas in the second half by three, but needed three more to tie it up. Didn't get it. Jayhawks have four players in double digits with Hunter Dickinson with 15 leading the way. We'll give you more Big 12 scores and other at the half, but coming up next, we'll send you the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rebell. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zions Bank, for 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. Let's take you courtside and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah. Tonight, the 21st-ranked BYU Cougars open a two-game home set by hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. K-State playing in Provo for the first time since they faced BYU in the first ever regular season game featuring BYU in this building more than 52 years ago. I'm your play-by-play presenter, Greg Rubel. With me is my broadcast partner now for 27 glorious seasons, the beloved former Cougar hoopster himself, Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, the two teams here tonight coming off contrasting performances in their last games. K-State snapping a four-game skid with a huge Monday night home win over in-state rival Kansas. BYU, meantime, was shorthanded, kind of sluggish, and a bit sloppy around the rim in a Tuesday night loss at Oklahoma. Time to bounce back and hopefully get a boost from a big home crowd and a couple of lineup changes tonight. Yeah, BYU's game uh, the other night was not okay. It was <laughs> icky, icky. And, uh, uh, you know, it was just one of those games. But I, what I hope tonight to see, Greg, I, I just a reinvigorated, excited basketball team. you got the Marriott Center. you got... Ali Khalifa back. You've got Trevin. Now you're going to start those guys. You're kind of hearkening back to the early, or late November, early December salad days of, of this season where they were playing so well. It's like it's the it's the Embiuga. Uh, it's make BYU great again is what we're looking for tonight. And they're going to have to be great because, like you said, Kansas State just beat Kansas. They're a confident team. They've got some really good scores. They're not really deep, but the guys they've got are really good. 
And they're looking to continue that momentum, get a win on the road. All the things BYU tries to do, that's what Kansas State is doing. They've got guys capable of doing it. This is just a big, big game for BYU tonight. All right, great setup from Mark Durant. As for Mark Pope's setup, we'll get that coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as we return to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Here's Greg Rubel. Coming up at the top of the hour, Saturday night cat fight, Cougars and Wildcats as BYU looks to get back to 500 in Big 12 play and interrupt a pattern that BYU's been following through the first half of league play. The Cougs have lost 2-1-2, lost 2-1-2, and have now lost again. So BYU tonight avoid, uh, looking to avoid back-to-back setbacks and get back on track in league by evening its mark at 5-5. Five and five. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank. For 150 years, Zions Bank has been serving the communities where you live, work, and play for financial experience you can count on for the next 150 years. Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Pope breaks down a K-State squad that has recently shaken up its starting lineup, and he says that has actually had a change on how the Wildcats play. Um, it, it changes a lot because uh, you're moving Kaluma to the four, so it's a different, it's a very different context matchup-wise. Um, you probably get... Uh, um, in Colbert, they probably get a, a little bit better, uh, really incredible rim protection, actually, like elite-level rim protection. Um, and they have a chance to spread the floor a little bit more um, than when they have guessing in. So uh, it's a little different lineup. We'll see all those lineups tonight, but it's been good for them. They lead the Big 12 in conference play, at least, in both field goal percentage and three-point percentage defense right now. Yeah, uh, terrific team. Um, uh, you know, they're they're – uh, really, really potent on the offensive end uh, with three perimeter players that are, you know, can be devastating at times, can go get their own shot whenever they want to. And um, they've been really solid defensively in the league. And they're coming off a big rivalry win on, on Monday. Yes, they are. Seems like we fall up on the Kansas <laughs> win with everybody. A little bit, yeah. All right, and as far as you guys go, uh, the good news, I guess, is you're going to get Ali Khalifa back in the lineup, and you plan to start him tonight. Yeah, excited to have Ali back. Uh, you know, he gives us a big lift, um, helps us with space and ball movement and everything else. And, and uh and so we'll see how much we can get out of him tonight. He had a good practice yesterday, so we're just happy to have him back in the lineup. Uh, Noah's feeling better, too? Noah is getting better slowly, yep. Okay. And then there's another lineup change for you. Uh, Trevin Nell, who has been coming off the bench since he hurt his foot at UCF, uh, he goes back into your starting group tonight. What's the uh, decision on Trevin and Jackson there? Well, it was kind of it was kind of uh, me and Trevin Jackson and, and kind of uh, consensus that it, it was kind of what everybody wanted to do right now uh, to kind of give us a lift, give us a change. Um, uh, and I think uh, maybe get guys back to a space where they're more comfortable. So we'll see how that goes. What's Jackson like as a bench player as opposed to a starter in terms of his own mindset maybe? Well, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes it's super helpful to, to watch the game for a couple of minutes. Um, it also puts him in a position where he's got to, you know, it, we need him to come in and be way more aggressive uh, off the bench. He likes that. Um, 
and and Travis played better uh, starting than he has coming off the bench, and um, also the matchups. Uh, you know, um, the guys that they're playing with as we kind of rotate through the rest of the roster, um, the, the, there's some tandem and, and trio comparisons that work better this way with the lineup that we'll have tonight. Okay. What kind of t- point guard is Tyler Perry to guard? Um, he's he's uh, he's incredibly difficult because he can shoot it from any range at any time in any way. Uh, he's a multiple, multiple move guy. He's an unbelievable finisher, uh, getting to his right hand at the rim, really, really creative in the kind of aerial acrobatics finisher. Um, so he's a three-level scorer that's really dangerous and, and uh, you know, also is, is a, a, you know, game-time guy. Uh, you know, I don't know what the numbers are, but he's had massive second halves, uh, yeah. quiet first halves, big second halves when the, you know, when the game is on the line. That's when he's at his very, very best um, and when he is the most aggressive and he wants the most. So he's a terrific scorer. Where are you seeing most of Kansas State's turnover issues coming up? Um, the, you know, it's interesting for them right now. They're, uh, you know, we, we chart um, forced turnovers and then also non-forced turnovers. And, and they're, uh, you know, they have, uh, uh, you know, um, they're pretty consistent through both of those categories. And so, um, you know, it's, it's <clears throat> some new faces, some guys getting, you know, some youth on the court at times, some guys getting used to each other. You know, we've been through that. And, and so that's, a, you know, a place where they're um, making progress and they're going to become more and more dangerous as they make more progress. It's been two weeks since you've had a home game. Yeah, we're so happy to be home. Good to have you back. Coach, we'll talk to you post game. Thank you. Thanks, Chief. That's Mark Pope. Time now for tonight's Keys to the Game, brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball is built. Ford proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys for BYU and K-State? I think BYU needs to make 15 free throws tonight, at least 15 free throws. Kansas State is a good defensive field goal percentage team, but they will foul you. Got to get to the free throw line. And I'd say secondly, I'd like to see BYU out-rebound Kansas State in the second half of this game. That's a good barometer for me with how hard BYU is playing. If they do that, they'll win. Those are Mark Durant's keys to the game. We'll watch those. Break time and a reminder now to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming your way right after this. Live from Provo's Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. Also brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Let's head live to the All-Pro Capital courtside seats. Alongside Mark Durant, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back courtside inside the Marriott Center. Tonight we bring you the Big 12 nightcap. Seven games on the Saturday slate and six are already in the books. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant, courtside for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host is Ben Bagley. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. Court and troll board operators are Ethan Arkell and Maya Tippett. Our studio editor is Kaylee Radford, BYU radio engineer Barry Squires, and you are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite radio flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Taking a look at the day of play in the Big 12, 
home winners, Iowa State over TCU, Texas over West Virginia and Big, Texas Tech over UCF, Kansas over Baylor, and Oklahoma over Oklahoma State. So five home winners, one road winner. And the one road winner was Houston coming back from down seven in the second half to win at Cincinnati since he another close loss. In fact, all six of their losses have been by five points or fewer. So BYU's the seventh of seven games today in the Big 12. And right now, BYU's just on the right side of the bottom four. The bottom four play on the opening day in Kansas City. BYU wants to avoid an opening day game. And that's where BYU is right now. One half game ahead of the bottom four. So sitting right now in 10th place in league. And BYU's in the mix, clearly, Mark. That they're ranked. They've got great net, good Ken Palm. They're, they're in a good spot. You win tonight, you're back at 500 in league. And I think a 500 record in league, should they end at 9-9? Nine and nine? 500 or better is good enough for a good seed in March Madness. A losing record in league might still get BYU into the dance. But the more you fall under 500, the more you flirt with the bubble. Tonight's game gets BYU back to break even. I think that would be huge. Yeah, and a lot of it, too, is is not just a loss, but who you lose to. And uh, there's obviously in this conference, there's reasonable losses that you expect to have. Uh, but a home, a home loss to Cincinnati and then a home loss to Kansas State, these are teams that are middle to the lower tier of the conference. They're not good. They're, they're, those, those losses hurt more. So it's a big opportunity here. And um, conversely to that, if you do make the tournament, you want to have a good seed. I mean, it makes a difference. BYU's been mired for the last 50 years in a 7-12, to 12, you know. And But when they have had a good seed, the 4-6, to, to six, you can really do some things. So if you get the wins and not just make the, the tournament, but get a good seed, and then, and then you can really have an interesting time in the tournament. You can have some success. Coming up after our break, we'll hear from the K-State assistant coach, Eurek Malagy, as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues ahead of number 21. BYU playing host to Kansas State. K-State's first visit to Provo since the Marriott Center opener in 1971. It's their first meeting since the second round of the 2010 NCAA tournament. The all-time series led by the Wildcats four games to three. These two teams will have a rematch in Manhattan two weeks from today. K-State was taken on water a little bit till Monday night in Manhattan. The Wildcats opened up Big 12 play at 4-1, then lost four in a row. They were 4-5 with the Kansas Jayhawks coming to town, but uh, K-State rallied from down 11 in the second half to beat the Jayhawks and steady the ship. A short time ago, I talked with K-State assistant coach Yurik Malagy about how big Monday's win was as the Wildcats look to stay in the top tier of the league with the conference tournament just over four weeks away. Coming off a four-game losing streak, uh, it was a huge win for us, uh, uh, confidence booster. Uh, but any, anytime rivalry games happen, man, you put your records away. Um, I thought our guys had a focus um, and on a, a different type of approach, um, probably the best approach that we've had all year. So hopefully as the season continues to unfold, we can just kind of uh, take that and move forward in, in a positive direction. It was just just one moment in your season, but on a four-game slide and down 11 in the second half, 
things might go sideways with some groups, and your group did not. A great response at that point kind of turned the game around. Yeah, I mean, that, that stems from my head coach, Coach Tane. We, we, uh, we like to try to coach like it's March um, in November, uh, just having the next play mentality, keeping guys really confident. Um, and, you know, you can never get too high, never get too low, especially in this league, you know, and just so uh, runs happen. Uh, that's part of basketball and just how you respond to it, not just in basketball, but in life is so important. Uh, and so um, the guys have been resilient all, all year. You know, we've been throwing all types of curveballs. Um, and so just they've had a next man up type mentality and just we don't make excuses, just try to make it happen. Runs in games and runs in the season. You were 4-1 and one at one point. Find yourself dipping a bit. Now you're looking to be back on the rebound, right? Yeah, man, we went on a really tough uh, road swing starting with, at Iowa State at Houston. I don't know if anybody in the league has had a, a back-to-back uh, road swing like that. So, I mean, nothing to hang your head on, uh, hang your head down on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost a really good Oklahoma team at home. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's the Big 12, you know, and anytime you get one win in this league, it feels like you got two in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just trying to chip away and um, just try to get, you know, a little bit better every day as we approach to make a run in the tournament again. Okay. You made a couple, a lot, a couple of lineup changes two games ago, uh, and you, it sounds like you'll be sticking with it. Uh, you like what you've gotten out of that out of that shift? Yeah, you know, we had gotten off to some slow starts, um, and so, you know, just wanted to try to see if switching it up a bit uh, would help us, um, and I, I think that um, – it's been it's been helpful the last couple of games. You know, and those other guys have been uh, mature and still know they're gonna play starter minutes. Last time BYU saw Arthur Kaluma, he was playing for Creighton. It was in Vegas, and he had 27. I think which is still a career high for him. How big has Arthur been uh, to your team this year? He's been great. You know, he was a guy that you know once he got in the transfer portal, uh, we had, you know, we had an opportunity when he was gonna come back out of the draft. He instantly became a priority for us. Um, several of us. Had tried to recruit him out of high school, um, and you know Arthur Kaluma is one of the most talented players in college basketball. So he continues to keep getting better and is trying to keep expanding his game both offensively and defensively. Okay, coach, your thoughts on one of the Big 12 newcomers and BYU? I mean, I think they fit right in. Uh, this is one of the best home court advantages in the country. Uh, I truly believe that. Um, and, you know, I've got one of my former players who actually is one of the GAs, Melvin Goins. Who, I love Melvin. Who just yeah. raves about this place, uh, raves about Coach Pope. Um, and you know, it's, a, it's a special place, man. I mean, Coach Pope fits right in. He's a high-level um, head coach. You know, when I was in Texas Tech, I got the privilege of being a part of recruiting Matt McClellan. And Mac, I used to always tell me, say, Mac, I said, Mac, if you didn't come with us to Texas Tech, where would you have went? I said, man, I was going to go to BYU. Yeah, we you know, so, um, <laughs> no, he's special. They, they fit right in, and, and uh, 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 as well as those other three teams. So, uh, happy to have him part of the league. Did you hear that when this building opened in 1971, the first team BYU played was Kansas State? I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but you learn something new every day. So. There you go. December 3rd, 1970. Uh, BYU did win it. 78 <laughs> 72. But literally, you go back, this building is now 52 plus years old, and literally the first game that BYU played against was against Kansas State. Lon Kruger was on the team. Wow. And uh, yeah, so it's the first time that K State's been back since that day. Wow. Well, Lon Kruger is a, a special guy, not just to K State basketball, but uh, to the basketball game as a whole. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, as a player and a coach, so uh, glad to be back. Thanks for talking. We'll see you back in Manhattan. Absolutely.
Well, that was a rousing rendition of our national anthem sung by an energetic young lady. Emphasis on young. What do you think she uh, was, listen, eight, nine years old? They, if that. I if mean, that. As good as that was, imagine it a hundred times better because she was so dead cute doing it. Oh, and the <laughs> audience loved it. Fantastic. All right, BYU fans, if you've had any cars on the injured reserve list, Doug Smith-Kia has some promising new prospects on their lot in American Fork. To see the full scouting report, visit DougSmithKia.com. We'll have more of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, BYU K-State coming up. BYU gets Ali Khalifa back in the starting lineup. Trevin Nell returns to the opening group. Since going to the bench with a foot sprain, he shot 33% from the field, 22% from the arc while playing considerably fewer minutes. Maybe this moves does get him going again. Might also help Jackson Robinson, who did his best work this season, coming off the bench. Those two players in particular, Nell and Robinson, vital to BYU's success down the stretch, Mark. Well, Jackson started when Trevin was injured, and really, I don't think either player, and Jackson was injured as well, either player has quite been what they were early in the season. So maybe this change of... Uh, uh, of rotation and look will help both of those guys. Final words before tip-off after this. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Here's Greg Rubel. All right, tip-off for BYU and K-State just moments ahead. So this starts the second half of Big 12 play for BYU, Mark. And one thing you hope is that the players that are now healthy together can stay healthy, maybe play all nine games together here in the back half of conference play. And also, one of the schedule notes here, BYU played four home and five away in the first half. They get five home and four away games in the back half of Big 12 play. That could be big for the Cougs as well if they can hold serve at home. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if BYU can stay healthy and maybe a couple of bounces that didn't go their way in the first uh, half of the season will go their way and, and things can look really bright for BYU, but it's it's still going to be a real battle for the Cougars. Tip off of BYU and K-State right after this. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.